Welcome to the Dream Out Loud podcast, where our mission is to help others succeed. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bowen with Five Star Development, and today we're sitting down with Malira Green. Malira is a certified complex trauma professional functioning as a licensed clinical social worker who serves as a psychotherapist, confidence coach, master healer, transformational speaker, and much, much more. She strives to provide the world with a preventative service to lower the rate of suicide worldwide. She has also founded the M Green Enterprise LLC, where she helps leaders to build a better workplace. Her goal is to provide training and consultation to businesses looking to revive their lives of their their employees by taking interest in their holistic health. Malira has also recently birthed the Metamorphosis Healing Experience LLC. She works with individuals to become unstuck and motivate to reach their goals while owning their gifts confidently. She is a social worker graduate from Norfolk State University and the University of Southern California and now a student at Regent University's PhD program in organizational leadership and also currently a student at Virginia Bible College's ICF program through DRC. Malira brings nine years of experience assisting individuals addressing their mental and emotional health. Malira strives to uh, give a safe place where you can blossom into the butterfly that you were created to be. Malira, it is an honor and a privilege to have you today on the Dream Out Loud podcast. I am honored to be here. It's such a blessing. Well, I tell you what, it's been really, really a fun time getting to know you over the last year. Uh, a lot of questions I want to ask you, but first of all, one of the things I want the audience to know today is a little bit more about something personal about Malira. What is it about you that maybe we don't know yet that we need to know that's not in that impressive bio that I just wrote? <laughs> well, one thing about me is I realize that everything that has happened to me wasn't to destroy me, but it was for the people that I came in contact with. So I am genuinely a servant at heart. I love people hands down. If you want an example of unconditional love, I am that here on earth. And I share that because I didn't always get that. Um, so my my path to becoming a certified trauma professional is because I myself have experienced trauma. And I've learned that it is so important and imperative for me to turn that pain into my purpose. So I do everything that I do because I know what it feels like to not have someone come alongside you and help you. And my mission is when I die, I want suicide to die with me because I remember the moments and moments currently at times where I do think about death being better than life. But I'm realizing that once I can find that peace to keep me going, it helps me moving forward. And that's what I'm here to do on this earth. And I live that out fully every day. So then when I do die, nobody even has to carry my casket because I'm completely empty. <laughs> there you go. I love that. I love that. And it's such a big need, especially in the 21st century. We hear of a lot, even in ministry, lots of suicides. Uh, my father also committed suicide. So I can relate to even those left behind of the pain that and the tragedy that they have to go through. Well, our journey began a about a year ago uh, at Virginia Bible College, which is now Virginia Christian College. Uh, and you uh, were a student there, DRC student uh, through the DRC program with the ICF 
leadership program in coaching. And so it has been an amazing, amazing five semesters so far, seven semesters altogether as an undergrad in coaching. Uh, you guys are the first graduating class ever to go through a coaching program with an undergrad. So we're excited about that. So let me ask you a question. What got you interested in coaching? So this was something that I would say God put me here um, because I had no idea what coaching was. Um, when I became a life coach, I had just had my daughter. And before I had her, I had two miscarriages. And I was still grieving those miscarriages because I was going through my master's program. So I really couldn't process it. It wasn't something that people talked about. So when I had my daughter, I said, I want to use this time to really build me up. And I believe all timing is divine. Um, so I had a friend of mine that I worked with and she was doing a life coaching and career coaching certification program at the same time that I was saying, hey, I'm going to use these six weeks to build me up. And I stumbled across it. And that's how I became a life coach, where I realized that some people just want someone to walk alongside them to help them reach their goals, whether mm -hmm. that was in their lives or in their career. So I completed that certification seven years ago. And I, I don't look back anymore because it really has helped me be able to show up for people in a way that they didn't even know that they needed that person to show up for them. Yeah, that's amazing. So you went through a program seven years ago, and now you're in a very extensive program. What what has been the challenges and um, the rewards, if you would, about taking the DRC program and what you've learned in the last five semesters of going through the, the program? So I would say the biggest challenge is DRC, not to say anyone else is doing it wrong, but the way that our modules are set up, the curriculum is set up, it is more effective to really empowering others to become their best selves through their own doing. My previous program, there was a lot more pressure of me of a life coach to be the expert in a specific area, to be the expert in what that individual is experiencing. And what I've learned in DRC is this is not what life coaching really is all about. So the greatest challenge for me is letting go of the, I am supposed to solve this individual problem and really having the mindset of this person has the answer within them. I just have to pull it out of them through utilizing my powerful questions, through allowing for them to have a space where I'm listening and they don't have someone that's cutting them off, then I can actually help them with their accountability. I can be neutral and don't have to have any judgments or have to have knowledge on what they're experiencing. I just have to have knowledge on people and how people really just want somebody to back them up. And then using silence. Um, I'm also a therapist. And normally as a therapist, we talk a lot. I get paid to, to blab my mouth all day long. Um, but in coaching, that's not my role. My role is to create a space where they can be with their own thoughts. They can be with their own desires and their own hopes. So that has been the biggest transition for me is really allowing for me to implement the DRC plans acronym and allowing for that space to build something so powerful that that client actually really transforms. Wow. And I, I must say that from the beginning of the first semester, you are already an amazing coach. But uh, since then, just seeing the extra um, kick that you have put into your coaching practice is absolutely phenomenal. You are an amazing coach. In a few moments, 
uh, I want you to be able to give out some some information about how someone can contact you. You have a lot to offer today, people in several different fields, not just coaching, but several different fields. And we want to make sure that they get that information. So we're sitting down today with Malira Green. Uh, she has a, a quite impressive uh, bio, as you've heard earlier, and she is one of the finest DRC uh, soon-to-be graduates from the university level with an undergrad in coaching. So uh, we want to just continue to ask and get some of your wisdom from some of the things that we're talking about today. One of the things that really impressed me is that, like myself, you were a counselor, are a counselor, uh, but you transitioned so much of your business over to coaching now. We know that counseling is for the unhealthy, coaching is for the healthy, but stuck. So tell me a little bit about that transition and how you still use those and the difference between those and how you're able to fluctuate between them. So at this time, I have learned what my strengths are. Mm -hmm. And because I do therapy very well, and then I also do coaching very well, what I've created is a specialized middle program that mm -hmm. kind of serves as a bridge for a person mm -hmm. to see, do they need a therapist or do they need a coach? And the way that I've done that is implementing the plans in more of a group capacity but in a way where I'm still giving them some of the nuggets that I have as a cognitive behavioral therapist. Um, so that's what kind of makes me a little unique is I've been able to bridge the two in a way mm -hmm. where they take that eight week program. And then afterwards, they get to ask themselves, am I really ready for somebody to hold me accountable or do I need more healing to do? And once they go through that program, then I'll know what bucket to kind of place them in. If they do my coaching program, then I won't see them as a therapist. I will refer them out. Um, so even though I'm going to kind of get you to that answer, I know that if you're going to continue with coaching, I can work with you and do that. But if it's as a therapist to refer. So I've literally been able to separate the two by depending on number one, how do you come to me? Are you coming to me because you're looking for a therapist? And then I do do that consult and tell you like, hey, these are the options that you have. Which one works best for you? Um, and then also understanding that in one area, they do need me to be an expert. They need my competencies as a therapist. They need me to have understanding of trauma and being able to help them work through forgiveness and going through their narratives and things like that. They need that level of Malira. Right. Those that I coach don't need that. So right now I am actively transitioning more to being a corporate coach because I want to go into businesses and being able to build the confidence of leaders so then they can be more personable to those who are working under them to keep their employees. So that has been very interesting. And the way that I incorporate my knowledge as a therapist is more of I'm a very empathetic coach. Because I realize that sometimes what that person is coming to coaching for, there's so many other things in their system that is going on as well that I also have to make sure that we address, but in a way that they're ready to address, in a way that they build what their um, accountability is, their task is, their goals is that they want to do. And that's kind of how I've been able to separate the two is like really knowing the DRC thought of, hey, if they're not healthy enough, it's okay to be a therapist. But if they are healthy and they're just in a space where they keep hitting the same brick wall, then we can take them to coaching and just making sure that person is knowledgeable enough of what role they want me to play so that I can know what head I need to put on at that moment. 
That's good. And that's so important to be able to identify because we know that most people operate, especially pastors that have joined us, they operate in counseling, coaching, mentoring, and consulting. And with that, we have to know which hat to put on and which one to use. I love, love, love that you uh, created the fact here that you have to be able to learn to refer people out. Many people try to do multiple things with a client and it confuses them. So we do have to refer out in in specific areas if we are coaching someone. So as a student of VCC, uh, taking the DRC program, how has that enhanced your coaching practice? It has enhanced it 100%. And it's one of those pieces where I at first struggled with thinking that Malira couldn't do it her way anymore. Mm -hmm. I thought I had to get rid of my coaching program because I was like, well, this is kind of guiding them. It's more kind of therapeutic. But then I realized it wasn't I had to get rid of it, but I could use it as that bridge and that building gap. And Mm -hmm. being at VCs, being at the Bible college or the Christian college now, um, it's been able to allow for me to reflect on how do I show up? in the spaces and places. So I have a client now that I worked with prior to me coming to uh, VCC. And she was like, hey, our sessions are a little different. She said, you're, you're coming with, with with a power. I didn't even know that I, I had. She's like, you're, you're asking me questions I didn't know you want to know the answer to. Um, so it's giving me so much confidence And then I see the confidence in the coaching clients that I still have from before. And they're even more confident. They're excited about their sessions. They're continuing their sessions. Before me taking this program, the clients will go through the eight weeks and that was it. But now I have clients that go through the eight weeks that want to keep working one-on-one with me because they're like, hey, you helped me understand that this is where I am in my life. And now I can keep going forward. Um, So they now see kind of the method and it's because I'm incorporating all the things that I've learned um, thus far through the five um, modules that we've already gone over. And it has been extremely helpful and they're starting to see it. So to see their excitement and like, hey, when our next session coming, you know, it's, it's, it's very powerful. Yeah. And, and you know, the uh, good thing about coaching is we can get someone to a desired destiny or goal, such as weight loss. And when they get there, um, they may, you know, that, that may end, we call that termination, but it doesn't mean necessarily termination from our coaching. It means termination from that particular um, category. And right. so then they may hire us back to write a book or to become an entrepreneur. And so it could be a lifetime. It can be a lifetime coaching. And I really believe personally that everyone needs a life coach. So that's just mm-hmm. something I really believe that can really help pull things out of you and help you reach your destiny at a much quicker pace. So I know that you also have a personal life coach. Tell me how that has helped your life individually. It has helped me so much because as much as I believe in other people, I realize how much I limit myself in my own belief Mm -hmm. of my own purpose, of my own ability to reach the goals and dreams and aspirations that I have. And the one thing that I am truly working with, with my coaches that thing of Mm self-sabotage. I am a self-sabotager by default. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am learning that in order to be an effective coach, I have to first be an effective person. 
And I cannot be that if I don't have the help that I need to push me through the things that I've been struggling with for years. So I tell anyone, you know, even when it comes to therapy, I'm a therapist that go to a therapist. I'm a coach that has a coach. I do consulting, but I use another consultant to help with my own business and company. I've just learned that I cannot be as 100% efficient with my own clients if I am still bleeding. Um, There's a visual that I have. I said, what is it worth being a superhero with a red cape when the red is coming from your own blood? Mm. There is no benefit to that. And I've learned over the years, and especially now, that it's time for me to stop bleeding. It's time for me to get the help that I need so I can become the best version of myself. And it's also taught me what areas of coaching I don't need to go into. So like right now, my main focus is my weight loss and taking care of my health and becoming what I feel is the healthiest version of myself. And because it's so sensitive recently in our class, I had an aha moment of, I'm not going to be very effective if there's someone coming to me that needs coaching for that specific area. So that would be something that I would refer out for. So it's it's allowing for me to self-reflect on the areas that can keep all of that great bio that you read from really becoming um, something effective that people's lives are really changed. Wow. That's awesome. And I think that it's really important that we identify that we have to really sew into ourselves. We have to make sure that we have that maintenance. And uh, a lot of people look at that and say, well, I am a coach. I don't need a coach, but I'm with you. I totally disagree. I think that we all need a coach because there's things that are hidden that we cannot see that a coach can really pull out and help us. And so all the areas that you're talking about today are so relevant and so important for people to hear that we need to get someone to reach that we can reach out to as well. So um, I know that we've talked about this a bit, but I want to go back to it just for our, our listeners today. How freeing is it to go from coaching from counseling? And again, I know the answer to that because my doctorate is in counseling. Uh, and as a pastor, I did so, so, so much counseling, but it seemed like 90% they just wanted somebody to unload on for a minute and then they didn't really do what you recommended. Yeah. So tell me in your opinion, what is, how freeing is it to go from a coach from counseling? It is so freeing. I, I enjoy the doctor version of counseling, meaning that person comes with a significant problem mm-hmm. and then I can say, Hey, I help fix you. Counseling to me is laced in a lot of pride Mm. is I'm as good as, or the client is as good as I can provide for them. Coaching takes a level of humility that really allows for you to serve. So then the client can see that everything that they need is already inside of them. So now when I come to the table, of course, I'm going to kind of have thoughts of how I want to guide it, what questions I may need to ask or things like that. But it is really based off of the client. And as a social worker, it is so much easier for me to fit as a coach than it is for therapy because we believe in self-determination. We believe that that person decides when they want to move, what do they want to do. And as a coach that allows for me to go back to what my foundation is as a social worker to allow for people to determine how far, how slow or how fast or how like I, I get to allow them to decide that. And I've learned that they're way more committed Mm-hmm. When they choose what the next step is compared to me having a full, complete therapeutic treatment plan that I'm going to walk you through. And yes, they agree to it, 
but it's not really what they truly desire to do. So it's freeing that I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to go to school and get a bunch of other stuff. Like it's great to have the knowledge and competencies and going through a program like DRC. That is very important, but the stuff does not matter in the session unless the client brings up what matters to them. And that is extremely freeing for me. Yeah, it really is freeing because you don't have to have the answers. You just have to stay in the moment. And you talked about plans earlier and that L is so important, that listening technique. And very few people have that skill. We have a gift of gab. We don't necessarily have the gift of listening. So we really help enhance that. Um, so maybe somebody's listening to the podcast today and they're on the fence of whether or not they should hire a coach. Why should I have a coach? Does it make me look weak to have a coach? These are all things that I've heard. In fact, one of my current clients, I've had her for now about six months and her husband hired her for me as a gift. She did not want to be there. And she just told me, my husband bought this packet. I have no desire to go through this, this with you. And uh, she just told me right up. She said, I think coaching is a quack business. She is one of my long-term, long-term. She is fantastic. I love her. And uh, she is a, a true believer now because she was in counseling for so long. She said, I didn't need counseling. I was healthy. I was just stuck. And so her business has now become a multi-million dollar business. And so it's phenomenal of people of what they see um, out there. They don't think that it's real, but once they have the experience. So what would you say to somebody today that's debating back and forth? Should I hire a coach? Should I get a coach in my life? What would you say to that person that's listening today? I would say to that person, if you continue doing what you're doing now, where would you be in a year? Wow. Would you be where you dream yourself to be? Or would you be still at the same space, making the same statements about how you woulda, coulda, shoulda, what you wish? Or are you going to step out on faith and allow for someone to come alongside of you and just pull out of you the best version of you? Like that will literally be what I would ask that person because for years, I waited. I was that one that said, hey, I have all the answers. I'm a therapist. I'm a coach. I don't need anybody to, right. to help me along the way. But then I realized there was things that was keeping me from being my best self. And I literally had to ask myself, if I keep going the way that I am, am I going to see myself where I want to see myself? Or am I going to still have the same excuses? Am I going to still be stuck where I am? So if you feel stuck and you don't know what to do, the coach can guide you through different questions and things to make you think about how to get yourself unstuck because most of us already have the answer. We just need someone to spark the light a little bit to get our candle flowing. Absolutely. And it, it, it takes a very special coach to really stay in the moment with the client and go at their pace, not our pace, their pace. Mm -hmm. One of the hardest things I think that people have uh, in becoming a coach is that in, in plans, no opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we all have an opinion about something. Okay. And so of course that means that we simply have to remain neutral. We're sitting down today with Malira Green on the DOL, the Dream Out Loud podcast. She's a certified complex trauma professional. She also is licensed clinical social worker and uh, much, much more. As you've heard today, she's a speaker, great speaker, master healer. And Malira, maybe somebody is on the call today and they're saying, I need to contact her. I need to find out more about her business and her company. What is the best way for our audience today to reach out to you? 
The best way to be will be as far as finding out about me is my website, which is www.malyratransforms.com. And then I am very personable. So I tell people, text me. And I know it sounds very weird, but at times people don't know where to start. And a simple text to say, hello, I heard you on this podcast and I will help you as much as I can link you to whatever resource you need. And that number is 757-609-0694. It does come directly straight to me. So those are the best two ways to one, find out more about who I am and then two, to get connected with my services so that we can get you set up for a consultation to see if if I'm not a good fit, who out there will be a good fit for you? And one of the things that you really specialize in, and I know it's this is not a coaching piece, but Dr. Chan always likes for us to really promote our guest. And we want to make sure that everything that's in you is being offered. We know that you have a great suicide uh, program to help people. Maybe there's someone out there today that's listening to the podcast that just came across the podcast that really needs to reach out to someone. I really encourage them today to reach out to Malira. She just gave you her direct cell phone number to text her. And I want you to give us that number again in case somebody's like, oh, I missed it. Can you just back up and give them that that number one more time to send out a text in case somebody out there is in desperate need to talk to somebody? I sure can. That number is 757-609-0694. And please know, once you send whatever you're going to send, it is a safe place, a non-judgmental zone. And I have been where you are. So I'm telling you, I know that the light is so much brighter on the other side. You just need somebody to help you push you through. So if you do take that leap of faith to reach out to me, I'm saying before you do that, I'm really proud of you because that takes someone who's really ready to continue to move forward. Absolutely. Well, it's been fantastic talking to you today, but one of the last things I want to do, Dr. Brenda Chan, our co-founder, Dr. Sam's wife, always likes for us to end the program by having our guests to D-O-L. It is the D-O-L podcast, Dream Out Loud. So I want to hear Malira's Dream Out Loud. Yeah, so my dream out loud is I will be the president of the Metamorphosis University where I have all helping professionals come in and learn the proper way to really treat individuals. So whether that is as a therapist, as a coach, as a healer, but whatever you are doing to help mankind, I want each person to get the right knowledge and know how to implement it in a way where we're not furthering damaging people because we just don't know how to help people move forward. So that is my dream out loud. And I would love to go into corporate America and really change how people view mental health and how we deal with our employees because we spend most of our time at work and you want someone that's going to make sure that your employees are taken care of and not just because they work for you, but because we're really investing in the holistic person. So those are my two dream out louds that I'm working towards right now. That is awesome. And we believe that it's important for everyone to D-O-L, dream out loud. Malira, it has been an honor and a privilege to have you on the podcast today. And we know that the greatest days are still in front of you because you are that person that reached out and is going to die empty because you're giving out everywhere you go. and You're really a great, super master coach. So thank you for being with us today on the program. Thank you for having me. 
We hope this podcast with Malira Green has helped you to D-O-L. We thank you for joining us today and to learn more about Dream Releaser Coaching or to find out about other products and resources that you heard about today, you can simply visit us at www.dreamreleaser.com and you can hear us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time for more inspirational topics right here on the DOL, the Dream Out Loud podcast.